the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 103 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the impact of critical social justice ideology in American education. Yeah, George, this is a new term. You know, uh, we're accustomed on our uh, on this program and on our site reporting on critical uh, race theory, critical um, uh, sexual education, sex and gender theory, social emotional learning. But now we have a new buzzword to consider. And uh, the Manhattan Institute reveals just how widespread and impactful impactful, this critical social justice ideology is now on our students. It's it's quite interesting. That's right, Mark. The Manhattan Institute published a report in February of 2023, so this is very recently, uh, and they titled it, School Choice is Not Enough, the Impact of Critical Social Justice Ideology in American Education. And it was uh, led by Zach Goldberg and Eric Kaufman. Now, they took a a survey, a representative survey of more than 1,500 Americans aged 18 to 20 years old. And so they were 18, 19, or 20. And what they really wanted to know from these kids who have recently just got out of the K-12 public school system is they wanted to understand what they were learning in relationship to these concepts that stem out of critical theory. And they asked them questions about eight concepts, three that come out of sex and gender theory and five that come out of critical race theory. And what was shocking was that 93% of Americans 18, 19, or 20 years old said that they had heard at least one of these eight critical social justice concepts from a teacher or an adult at their school. And so what are these concepts? Here are the eight concepts. Number one, there are many genders, not just male and female. So that's one of the critical uh, sex and gender theory concepts. Number two, Mark. Here's another one. America is a patriarchal society. Number three, gender identity is a choice regardless of the biological sex you were born into. Number four, in America, white people have unconscious biases that negatively affect non-white people. 
Number five, America is a systemically racist society. Number six, in America, white people have white privilege. Number seven, discrimination is the main reason for differences in wealth or other outcomes between races or genders. Uh, America is built on stolen land. So those are the eight key concepts that they were looking for. And what is shocking is that at least one of the three sex and gender-related concepts, 54% of the respondents said that they were actually taught one of those three sex and gender theory concepts in class. Yeah, so George, these are these are already adults now that have come through the K through twelve public school system that were interviewed, and this reminds me of uh, a quote in a famous book by uh, Harold Bloom, which was a, a college professor at the University of Chicago. He wrote his book, "The Closing of the American Mind," and in 1987, he said, "There's one thing a university professor can be absolutely certain of: that every incoming freshman believes or says he believes." The truth is relative. So we've gone from that state of affairs in American education to now uh, everybody who's coming through the K-12 through education system is more than familiar with these critical uh, justice theory terms. So let, let's just quickly summarize. Where did critical social justice come from and when did it arrive? So if you look at content analysis of millions of academic abstracts, they show that a substantial increase in focus on racism and sexism in scholarly work started in the 1970s. Then in the 1980s, we have other uh, buzzwords, diversity, social justice, and equity. And all of this is in the academic circles. And then since the 2000s, we had white privilege that was inserted into all of these academic studies. Then, in the mid-2010s, big data analyses comparing academic and media content show that the media caught up with the academia in the frequency with which it used these terms. Critical race and gender ideas had spread from campus to newly politicized media and later to corporations. So we see that this critical social justice-inspired diversity training and, and radical K-12 classroom instructions were really two major manifestations of this new development. And George, there's a difference between critical race theory concepts, for example, and what what is fact, what, what is factual knowledge. It's one thing, uh, according to the Manhattan Institute, to teach about historical events and practices, and quite another to teach that they are the primary, if not the sole causes of group outcome disparities today. For example, they give, no reasonable person could deny that slave, slavery and racial segregation are part of America's history. And most, including the authors of the report, would agree that such history should be regarded and taught as fact in America's K-12 through schools. On the other hand, the idea that blacks, whites, and other racial ethnic groups would have the same or similar socioeconomic outcomes today, if not for that history, is highly contestable and not readily falsifiable, um, and it has no business being taught as settled fact. And that's exactly the problem. They like to focus on outcome disparities 
and they don't like to look at all of them. In fact, they focus on the disparities that disparities that only fit their narrative. Um, so parents, uh, be on the lookout for that. Every time they do mention a disparity, uh, that disparity could be a fact, but can it truly be the cause of the discrimination that they claim is, is happening in America? The, the second big thing um, that we want to understand here before we dive into some of the results of, of the survey is that the issue is less the teaching of contested uh, causal narratives as historical facts than the selective or decontextualized teaching of historical facts. So in, in our increasingly interconnected and globalizing world, it is vital that students are equipped with a broad rather than provincial appreciation of human history. So, for example, uh, the U.S., they claim, was built on stolen land while alighting the fact that territorial conquest and expansion has been the norm across human history, including among the Native Americans whose land was quote-unquote stolen or to teach about the practice of slavery in the U.S. without placing it in its proper historical perspective, such as by mentioning that even larger and more enduring Arab slave trade. So if you're just teaching selectively and trying to, to shine a bright light you know, on the sins of the past of America and not showing that in context with the rest of the world— that's where it's easy for a child to grow up and to say, oh, well, they don't know about what the rest of the world was doing. Um, and and so, you know, I'll give a, a really quick, you know, fact about my own ancestry. Uh, my mom is Slovakian. My dad's Romanian. Where, where well does the word slave comes from? It comes from Slavs. I'm of Slavic origin by, you know, 50% of my DNA. Um, according to the uh, BIPOC rule, for uh, black indigenous people of color, the definition of BIPOC in order to be included um, in people of color, I actually fit that because my background and my ancestry comes from the very peoples who who the word slave comes from. And as Slavs, we were mostly slaves to other powerful Eastern uh, European civilizations <clears throat> and especially going into Asia Minor with the Ottoman Empire, and especially even beyond that into North Africa. Yes, my ancestors were more than likely enslaved by black people in Northern Africa. But does that mean that I now can claim myself as being oppressed? No, it shouldn't. And so this is the context that our students today are not Getting. Yeah, they're being a very selective um, view or chronicle of American and world history. Uh, but the sad truth, George, is that slavery has been a feature of uh, human civilization since the dawn of mankind. And it persists today, actually, in many parts of the world. Um, the What was called the transatlantic slave trade, uh, mostly done by Europeans traveling to different parts of Africa, of course, the Europeans did not themselves go into the interior of Africa to, to collect black slaves. That was done by black middlemen who, who, uh, uh, who captured these people and sold them into slavery, uh, many of which were brought to uh, South America and to, to North America. 
And then also Native Americans who uh, recently have been given a free pass um, uh, for, for the sins of, of our past. They also regularly enslaved uh, each other as Native American tribes, and they also practiced black African slavery among Native Indian tribes. So no one is lily white in, in, this, uh, in this chronicle of history. But, but the problem with our education system today is we want to selectively choose the facts that make uh, the good parts of our history as bleak as we possibly can. We're painting a negative picture. And the Manhattan Institute has done a great job of pointing this out. And so, parents, if you are still in denial that these eight concepts and much more than that are being taught in the public schools, here is a wake-up call for you. They present, <clears throat> the Manhattan Institute presents in this report, uh, the exposure to these critical social justice concepts in high school on the claim that America is a systemically racist country. 36% of the respondents said that, yes, they were taught this in school by a teacher, while another 26% on top of that said that, yes, they heard about this from school from another adult. This is how far and wide this is being propagated in our public school system. On the second concept, in America, white people have white privilege. said that they were being taught this in their classroom, while another 25% on top of that said that they heard about this concept from an adult. That means two-thirds of our kids getting out of high school have already been exposed to these concepts. Or how about in America, white people have unconscious biases that negatively affect non-white people. 35% reported that they were taught this ideology in their class. Another 22% heard this from an adult at school. Or how about this question? America is built on stolen land. Not surprisingly, George, 45% were taught this in school. Another 22% heard it from an adult at school. And what's shocking about that one, Mark, is that that was the highest response. Yeah. 45% said they were taught that in school. Uh, America is a patriarchal society. 30% said that they were taught that in school, while another 23% said that they heard about it from school from an adult outside of the classroom. And this last one, gender identity, gender is an identity choice regardless of the biological sex you were born into. 31% said they were taught it in class, probably more than likely in their CSE course. And then another 20% said they heard about it from an adult in school. So collectively, each one of these topics was 50% to almost 70% in every one of these categories. This is absolutely atrocious, parents. This selective teaching of quote-unquote facts and of this uh, critical theory-based way to view the world, um, it is all over in the public school system. And the report went on to highlight uh, certain points that they thought were particularly important to to know about. Here's one of them. Critical social justice appears to have had a significant impact on shifting children to the political left. Big surprise there, huh, George? Well, here's the thing. And parents, we've been making this claim that if critical theory is in fact a Marxist you know, has at its core a, a Marxist worldview, 
then we should be seeing proponents of critical theory, i.e. then the children that are being indoctrinated with this worldview, shift to the left in how they think. And sure enough, that is happening. In fact, this report goes on to say that those exposed to no critical social justice concepts break 27 to 20% for the Republican Party. While those who have been taught the maximum of eight critical social justice concepts lean a whopping 53% to 7% towards the Democratic Party. So these kids coming out of school now, becoming uh, voting age members and citizens of our society, are now being completely brainwashed into one political ideology. And in fact, they go on to say that in strongly Republican counties, young people taught no CSE concepts lean Republican 38% to 20% Democratic. Whereas in those same counties, those taught the maximum number of critical social justice concepts lean Democratic by a stunning 46% to 14%. And another shocking thing they said that is parents also have less influence on their children than one might think. For instance, young people with a Republican mother who were taught no critical social justice lean 61% Republican to 14% Democrat, while individuals with a Republican mother who were taught a high number of these CSJ concepts in school are more balanced. They are only 25% Republican and 30% Democrat. It's incredible. Here's another one, George. Critical social justice is not being taught as one theory among others, but rather in seven out of 10 cases as truth. These concepts are introduced as the only respectable approach to race, gender, and sexuality in American society. And this has significant consequences, the writers of the Manhattan Institute state, for the policy preferences of young people and thus for future policy. For instance, support for preferential hiring and promotion of black people increases from 17% among those exposed to no CRT in schools to 44% among those exposed to the maximum of five CRT concepts. Those taught that the black white pay gap is due mainly to discrimination were 14 points more likely to agree with this than those who were not taught this idea. So the idea that school instruction uh, consistently over time is not changing the worldview of your child uh, is a false concept. It is changing their thinking. Most definitely, Mark. And it goes on to an even more shocking revelation, and that is that critical social justice increases fear among students. 38% of those who were not taught CSJ reported that they were afraid of being punished. Of those who were not taught were being punished, shamed, or expelled for voicing opinions on controversial subjects. That was rising to between 62 and 68% among those taught at least just two of those eight CSJ concepts. Among Republican young people, fear levels jumped from 31% to 74% after exposure to CSJ concepts. As a likely consequence of this fear, those exposed to CRT become less willing to criticize 
a black schoolmate, preventing black pupils from hearing useful feedback from classmates, um, recalled discomfort with criticizing a black schoolmate at school rose from 32% of those not exposed to CRT to 50% among young people who were taught at least some CRT in school. Um, so by this measure, CRT instruction appears to have a very harmful effect on young people and damages the very people it purports to help. Another key uh, learning of this uh, report is that a critical social justice is taught in all types of school. The survey found that 73% of parochial schoolers, 82% of non-religious private schoolers, and 83% of homeschoolers report being taught at least one critical social justice term. Public schools do teach more radical gender theory, with 56% of those who attended one being taught at least one radical gender concept. This figure is somewhat lower among non-religious private schoolers, parochial students, and homeschooled children. But gender theory is present in all forms of school. Therefore, the report states, school choice may allow a small number of highly informed and committed parents to insulate their children from critical social justice but it will make little difference to the level of indoctrination in the american school age population boy that's a frightening statistic and that is what's frightening about all of this and that leads to the report's recommendations um which which the very first one states this, state governments must seek to intervene in the public school curriculum, such as banning the teaching of CRT and radical gender theory as truth, clamping down on political indoctrination, and requiring teaching materials to be made available upon request. This means issuing finer-grained policy guidance that defines which concepts, i.e., such as systemic racism, are political and which are held in consensus. State government should seek to introduce more content on the excesses of left-wing utopianism and non-European civilizations in history. This can better contextualize American history, helping students better comprehend that America's sins are less exceptional than its achievements. And also, students need to be taught the law and the Constitution. Wow, that's a new idea, right? Um, Especially the First Amendment. Uh, which has been shown to improve the understanding of the importance of free speech and due process for our students as they become adult citizens in our country. Lawmakers and school administrators must ensure that there are clear routes for parents to report breaches of political impartiality and that those breaches are addressed, something that's definitely not happening today. And lastly, teacher training and school inspection should uphold a norm of political impartiality and be audited to ensure that it is taking place. Mm. And this is the crux of the issue. The left Marxist teachers unions who are guarding the public schools with all of their might um, are the ones that are setting the rules and, uh, We shouldn't be surprised that this is exactly what they are spitting out. They are spitting out well-trained Marxist warriors that come out on the other end of the public school system uh, voting for far-left-leaning political policies. Well, that's about all the time we have for today, George. Thank you for uh, finding this very valuable report. I hope you'll take the time to further investigate it. 
Um, please visit our website, protectourkidsnow.org, where you can download uh, many of the brochures and uh, teaching documents that we have to highlight many of the discussion items in today's uh, uh, program. And we will look very forward to seeing you next week on Say What? You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.